Hello and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined as always by MC. That would be me. And this is episode 20 of season 1 of Chip, Stranger Part 2. Uh, what happened last time, MC? Everyone's favourite Tamara Gason character mm. is now in Chip. <gasps> Jay came Yay. to New York looking for a MacGuffin. Yay. And he randomly hit, uh, ran into and hit on Cat, uh-huh. who shot him down mercilessly. <laughs> yeah, he didn't randomly hit her. <laughs> that, that would have ended very bad for Jay. <laughs> um, and then he uh, went to a bookshop, the exposition bookshop, <laughs> with the exposition bookshop owner who tells everyone where they need to go. Chip is on the hunt for Grant Maloney, mm. the mysterious uh, person behind, we think, the uh, bombings in the previous episodes. Oh, on uh, the Statue of Liberty. 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 It's, Statue it's of Liberty. like the Statue of Liberty, but it's the sort of cheaper version. We don't have the copyright to say <laughs> Statue of Liberty. <laughs> New York tried to sue us because they were like, keep you our name out of New your fucking York. stories. <laughs> New York. The Statue of Liberty in New York was going to get bombed by terrorists from Ipswich. Oh, fuck me. Uh, if anyone ever asks me what the podcast is about, I'm just going to send them that clip. Point is... Jay and Chip have teamed up uh, reluctantly on Jay's part to uh, Jay to find this MacGuffin, Chip to find Grant Maloney, but they're running around in circles, not really finding much, and mysterious things are going on. I'd say always. that was a pretty accurate description. Good. Well done. Well, <laughs> well, I've got nothing else to add. <laughs> Let's find out what's going to happen as we get into Stranger Part Two. Previously on Chip. Now what can I do or not do for you, Chip? The ninja stepped out of the shadows and leant across the detective's desk. I need information, Chip said menacingly, about a man named Grant Maloney. New York was bigger than London, a lot bigger. This amulet Jay had been sent here to find would not be an easy task. He might need some help. Can I help you, sir? Robin, the owner of the bookshop, asked. Hi. The English accent replied. Do you have, like, a section on artefacts or supernatural things? Just around there. Robin pointed to the back of the shop. I know that voice. Chip thought to himself, Jay? Chip asked exactly the same time as Jay proclaimed, Chip! The pair looked at each other for a few moments. So, what are you doing here? I'm looking for an artefact. Something mystical, supposed to be able to protect a life. For the baby? Yeah, how did you guess? So why are you in the occult section? Jay asked, looking for references to the name Grant Maloney. Chip said, The antique stealer? Robin said, suddenly appearing with a stack of books. I don't know. Chip replied, interested. Do you know him? Where are you going? The ninja asked. To the shop, to see if they've got the amulet. Fine, I'm coming with you. Look, I don't need your help, okay? I still remember what you did, even if you are good now. I don't feel safe around you. And can you really blame me? You tried to kill me and my friends, as well as trying to end the world. That stuff doesn't just disappear, however many miles you put between it. Now leave me alone! Jay walked off into the night, leaving Chip in limbo. Mr Maloney, I just had someone in the shop asking after you. Yes, I believe it was him. I understand. Also, he had a friend with him who was asking after a protective amulet of some sorts. Sounded magical. Could be, sir, yes. Good idea, sir. I'll see you soon. She put the phone down and went into the back room. Back in his apartment, Chip wasn't surprised to find Ridley sitting in his armchair, drinking a beer. 
has he got a key yet or is he just still breaking in? <laughs> Has none of the chip's neighbours noticed that Ridley is just constantly lockpicking the door <laughs> and they've not said anything? He wondered if he should just give his New York friend a key. Oh, oh. So he no longer had to break in. <laughs> However, he did that. So chip doesn't even know. He's just like, <laughs> he's just here. He just appears. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if it turned out Ridley had like uh, Nightcrawler-like abilities what or something? What if he is Shino Khan <gasps> and that's why he just appears? Oh my god, why is and it? And he's even drinking! <laughs> he appeared to be had to drink. You're just breaking the fourth wall. Right, I feel like every time we record now, mm. we always come up with some sort of plot development or twist that is way better than what is actually on the page. <laughs> and Ridley actually being Shinno Khan would be amazing. The worst, the it worst. wouldn't make any sense. But it'd be so good. Yeah, and it's just good to have Shinno Khan back because he never got a proper send off, and I always feel bad about that. Evening. Ridley said brightly, Look, if you're here to shout at me, I've just about had enough of that for one night. Chip replied. Excellent vague booking there. <laughs> <laughs> How could you be could you be more blatant about uh, wanting someone to ask you what your problems are? <laughs> um, no, didn't plan on shouting. A confused Ridley said. Good. What's up with you, bud? You look tired. <sighs> An old friend of mine dropped into town today. Chip slumped down on the sofa. Someone from my old gang. I see. So that's brought a bunch of painful and unwanted memories flooding back, has it? Not especially. Those memories are there every day. It's Jay. He's here to find some form of amulet, a protective one, for the baby. Baby? Ridley said. As in, the angel that you saved from certain death? <laughs> he you is heroically the sacrificed yourself? <laughs> uh, that's the one. Heavy. You think the kid's in danger? No, in our line of work, probably. Ridley offered Chip a beer, which he declined. The ninja sat in the sofa, staring half into space and half into the back of his own mind, slowly rubbing his forehead with his fingers. Has he got, like, one eye going one way and the other one's, like, turned into the <laughs> ninja back of his skull? <laughs> Why is this bothering you so much? Ridley asked. He doesn't want your help. I'm sure he'll find what he's looking for eventually. You obviously don't know Jay. God, oh, there we go. Here we go, just being mean. Don't let Ridley be negative towards no. Jay. That's all I want. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want them to get on. I want yeah. them to meet and be friends. Yeah, and have a road trip. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and solve crimes. <laughs> you obviously don't know Jay. The baby, I feel sort of responsible for it. And I'm not sure why. I only ever met it once. I don't even know if it's a boy or a girl. Makes sense. Ridley shrugged. You saved it from death at a time when you were feared by your friends. Must have seemed like redemption for you. All is forgiven, Chip. All your past crimes are <laughs> gone. Try to end the world, but you saved a baby. Now there's a word I don't want to hear. Let's just change the subject. Why are you here again? Chip wanted to know. Chip, my friend, can't a buddy just drop round for a cold one and some company to watch the game with? Chip gave Ridley a look. Okay, you got me. Tomorrow afternoon, there's a bubble. <laughs> Go on, finish that. <laughs> Tomorrow afternoon, there's a bubble demon <laughs> looking for a sacrifice. It'll take it to this address and slaughter it. A bubble demon. A bubble demon. A bubble demon. A bubble demon. Do you just pop them? I... Mm. Mm-hmm. Is this intentional comedy or just bad writing again? Yes. Yes. It's that thin line <laughs> where you can justify it either way. <laughs> okay, you got me. Tomorrow afternoon there's a bubble demon looking for a sacrifice. 
it'll take it to this address and slaughter it. Ridley handed Chip a piece of paper with an address on it. Bubble Demon? You'll see tomorrow why they can it that. What? <laughs> it's a bubble in a can. <laughs> Ridley smiled. This was a distraction Chip didn't want. He still intended to help Jay find this amulet, even if his former friend didn't know about it. Good, that's always gone well for Chip before when he's ended up stalking people. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what we need. It's like, well, it was that. a woman last time, so it's a man this time, so that's fine, right? <laughs> Feminism. <laughs> Hey, I think you can stop either gender, okay? Any genders. <laughs> and uh, how does Ridley know about this bubble demon that's going to make a sacrifice? Because uh, he's Shinna Khan. Uh, oh, yeah! <gasps> One day his voice is going to slip. It's going to be like, hey, Chip. I mean, <laughs> oh, hey, Chip, how you doing? <laughs> I really want that to happen, but it's not going to. Oh. We need, like, you know how, like, the Star Wars books were written after the original Star Wars mm. trilogy, and then, like, when Disney bought it, it became, like, non-canon? Yeah. We need, like, non-canon Tomorrow Gason universe? We need fan fiction, basically. <laughs> that is definitely what the world needs. <laughs> As if 2020 can get bad enough. The demon bar was pretty empty. With the exception of a few regulars sitting in a corner booth, chatting away, Mock's day had been pretty quiet. The bar didn't really get going until the evening. Most ghastly fiends and demons moved around during the night, hiding away from the human race under the cover of darkness. This meant afternoons like this were dead. <laughs> Why did they just close up then in the afternoon? I mean, in regular hospitality, you always have like the, the you know, the really quiet yeah. times and the busy times. Yeah. So even for demons, it's the same. <laughs> But it goes to, you know, almost cover the idea of why don't the humans know about all the demons? Because they mm. use the cover of darkness to get around. And it's they not go... like there are streetlights or anything. <laughs> and they go to Mox and that's it. <laughs> Mox's attention was taken away from the small television screen at the top of the bar when a person walked through the front door. Someone he'd never seen in the bar before. He looked like a foreigner. <laughs> so Foreign like... rain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Jay said, walking over to the bar. I heard this was a demon bar. <laughs> How does Jay keep ending up in all of these like convenient <laughs> places? It's like there's three <coughs> places in New York. There's Mox, Chip's apartment, and wherever Chip or Cattle Ridley happened to be at that time. And the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> you heard right, Mock replied. Good. In that case, I was wondering if you could help me. Jay? A voice from the back called out. Jay turned to see a strange man in a leather jacket walking towards him. He backed away a little. It is Jay, isn't it? Ridley asked. Yay! Yay! They're going to be friends. They're going to be best friends. <laughs> Crossover! <laughs> Spin off! <laughs> it's never going to end! Oh God, switching between the voices is going to fucking kill me though. <laughs> yeah, who wants to know? Oh, I'm sorry. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Ridley. I'm a friend of Chips. Oh, an evil friend? <laughs> he's thinking of Scoot now, that's what he's thinking. <laughs> nah, buddy. I'm a good old-fashioned good guy. Why are you in a demon bar? Jay inquired. Well, it ain't for the company, that's for sure. Both Jay and Ridley laughed. Yay! It's been <laughs> nice! Friends. <laughs> friends. Look, I heard about this amulet you're looking for. I got a bit of knowledge when it comes to the unusual in this here big apple. Maybe I can help. You mean the big pear, right? I was going to say, pear, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I hope so. I've been up since dawn and I'm still no closer. What do you suggest? Hmm. Ridley thought for a moment. Let's go to a little bookshop I know with a great occult section. See if we can't dig anything up. Sounds good. Ridley and Jay left the bar and headed towards Robin's bookstore. Is Ridley hitting on Jay? 
let's go to a little bookshop I know. There's a little place in the restaurant I know. Are you hungry, maybe? Ridley hits on Jay. Yeah. Jay hits on Cat. Yeah. Cat hits on Bentley. Bentley hits on Chip. Yes. <laughs> the circle of life is complete. And Chip hits someone, beating them to death. <laughs> But he apologises immediately and he says, yeah. just because no one would listen to me. <laughs> and then he saves a baby, so it's fine. <laughs> but again, we're going back to one of the three locations we have. We're off to Robin's bookstore. Mm. It's like if this was a TV show and the budget got cut, so we had enough sets for these certain locations. <laughs> so everything has to take place here. I think it would be a very high budget <laughs> TV series. <laughs> Record breaking, higher than Game of Thrones. Uh, at least £7.50. <laughs> for the whole series. <laughs> As the blade pierced the torso of the bright blue demon, it exploded, spewing out a clear blue pus that covered Chip from head to toe in the sticky stuff. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> so that's why they call it a bubble demon. Chip said in disgust, flicking the gunge from his hand. They burst. Cool. What a great explanation. That was such a great setup and punchline, MC. I'm really glad we waited like four paragraphs for that. When you say, uh, say Gunge as well, so I'm thinking of like uh, fucking Pat Sharp or someone. <laughs> a Pat Sharp demon's got a massive mullet. <laughs> the bubble demon's potential victim was long gone, but the battle between it and Chip had lasted a little longer. Although it looked quite comical, it had proven to be quite fast and had avoided Chip's previous attempts at stabbing it with a flick knife. But the ninja used his great knowledge of fighting skills to get in close to the demon so it could not avoid the blow. Chip regretted stabbing the demon now and wished he'd just strangled it. <laughs> How do you strangle a bubble? <laughs> the pus was cold and made a squelching noise as Chip left the scene of the fight. Oh. So what was the point of that? Is it just to keep Chip busy while Ridley and Jay are off doing I guess. Things? Yeah, because it means that Chip can't stalk Jay. So yeah. he has to get Ridley to do it for him. <laughs> But Ridley's too nice and he's just like, hey man, I'm stalking you. <laughs> Robin had always considered himself a good person. Did he heroically sacrifice himself? <laughs> How many babies has he saved? How many women has he decided to not stalk? Robin had always considered himself a good person. He had a wife, two children and a home. Sounds like a boomer to me. His business was good and he was able to live off the profits. Robin had never touched drugs, drank only when the occasion called for it and had never been in trouble with the law. Man, Robin sounds fucking boring. <laughs> While Robin knew that he hadn't done anything horrific, he still felt strange accepting money from the small man, Ridley, so he and his English friend could close off the occult section and use it for a library for a couple of hours. <laughs> so, what? What? So, Robin's feeling a bit of guilt because he's closed off the occult section for money. Yeah, I guess it's like, well, they look weird and I don't know what they're up to and they might be up to something shifty, but... Well, he feels guilt, though. Mm. So, maybe... I guess Ridley, you know, they didn't want to go and buy all the books. They want time to be able to sit around and study them. Cool. 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 Bit of backstory for Robin. One of the three locations we have. Robin decided he would buy his wife some flowers with the money and take her out for a dinner. Any change he had after would go into a charity box. Behind the curtain, which led to the occult section of Robin's bookstore, Ridley and Jay were sitting on the floor surrounded by stacks and stacks of books. This sort of thing makes my eyes go blurry. Ridley commented, rubbing his sockets. Rubbing his sockets. <laughs> like he's got his fingers right in there and he's just <laughs> twilling them about. We used to do this thing all the time. Jay replied. Back when we were living in Tokyo. Get the books out. Do research. 
But when our mansion blew up nearly a year ago, we lost all of our things, books included. Now, in the bed and breakfast, we just get by with whatever we can do. There's a library. At least there was until someone stole all the books. That's not technically what happened. They went blank, mysteriously. Yeah, an issue that we've never really addressed. I mean, we assume... I mean, this is obviously talking about tomorrow, Gason now, mm. but like, we assume it was the December 4th? Yeah, but it's never... It was never... And for what reason? It was never kind of... Why? Because they yeah. don't use mystical things, so... They do a bit, Well, I they guess. had the, the witch doctor, didn't they? The witch doctor gardener. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. So they got rid of the gardening section as well. You know what? Ridley smiled. You live a very interesting life, Jay. I can relate. Jay smiled at that thought and went back to reading his book. So far, they had scanned thousands of pages searching for what could be a protective amulet and had yet to wield any results. The bell on the front door of the bookstore chimed merrily as another customer walked in. Robin turned to greet the potential consumer, but paused when he saw the other English guy, the slightly taller, broodier one, who was covered from head to toe in some form of horrible-smelling clear liquid. (laughs) Chip stared at Robin. So he hasn't even gone back and changed? <laughs> Got clean or anything? He's just gone straight to the bookstore. And, uh, in the bookstore, like, trapping that shit all through the carpet. Is he going to finger all the books as well? <laughs> Afternoon, he said sarcastically and went to walk towards the occult section. Oh, excuse me. Robin called out. You can't go back there. Why not? Chip asked. It's been reserved for a private party. Chip was not in the mood to mess around. He shook his head and pulled the curtain back. He was surprised to see Ridley and Jay sitting there with a huge pile of books. You're just in time, Ridley said. I could do with a coffee break. He stood up and handed his opened book to Chip. Got that bubble demon then, I see. (laughs) So he is going to just cover the books in guns. I guess. I'm trying to find out. So has Chip gone back here to look for the protective amulet stuff as well? I have no idea, yeah. But he's still just covered in gunge. Yeah. Okay, sure. While Chip glared at Ridley, Robin decided to leave them to it. He closed the curtain and walked back to the cash register. These men were probably the weirdest he had ever met. I mean, that's a fair... I think that's fair, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing here? Jay said. Helping Jay! Get over it! Chip snapped. I told you, I don't need your help. Me and Ridley are doing just fine. Sorry to burst your bubble. (laughs) Ridley looked at Chip, (laughs) who stared back. It's a good line. That's good. It is good. Sorry. Anyway, Jay, there's a lot of books here, bud. Can't hurt to have another pair of eyes to scan the pages. Especially when one of us is in desperate need of caffeine before I mutate and tear this place apart. I'm not sure MC would like it, is all. He's very protective of Amy. Well, he's not... Chip paused for a second. Amy? So, she's a girl? His tone became lighter. Jay just nodded in reply. Right, so I'm off for coffee. Ridley said again. Can I get anyone anything? Uh, no, I'm fine. Chip turned over the book he'd been given and flicked a couple of pages back. Ridley had nearly made it out of the curtain when Chip called him back. He showed him the book. Could this be it? He offered. Ridley studied the page of the book and began to read. Armour of Fern. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Here's the MacGuffin. We're going to get a name and a description and what it does, and it's just going to be so convenient (laughs) and exactly what we need at this right time. Also, Chip just looked at a book and went, yeah, is this it? I found it. Look, look, I did it. Look, save some time on the episode. We've only got the set for an hour, so let's just get it done. Is this a joke about how, like, Ridley just missed the obvious because he needed coffee and then Chip looks at it and finds it instantly? I just think it's bad, convenient writing, MC. Cool, okay. (laughs) Armour of Fern. 
forged nearly a thousand years ago by a great wizard who shall remain nameless so as not to alert his enemies in the next life. That's a bit dramatic, ain't it? Ridley looked up from the book. So it protects babies. <laughs> Was the wizard a baby? <laughs> what else does it say? J.R. Standin. Oh, right. Says it was developed with a kind of magic that made it impervious to all types of threat, <laughs> mystical and physical. It bounds with its host, granting them protection. So this is just a super all-powerful piece of armour that protects the wearer from everything. Apparently. Why? That's boring. <laughs> yeah, it's like Superman armour. Yeah. And why... Is this just in a book and no one has found it? And like, just it's... people are looking through a book. Oh, don't want that. It sounds boring. So it was Terry that found out about this, right? Yeah. And he went to the gang, and then they found out it was in New York. So Jay went to New York, and it just happened to be in the bookshop that Chip and Ridley frequent. And the first page that Chip happened to look at, and they're just like, "Oh, it's here." Apparently, it's oh look, it's actually right next to the book. It comes with it in a special edition. <laughs> God's sake. Oh. There are some coincidences. Yeah, yeah, there's a few, Just isn't there? A Just a couple, yeah. A bit implausible. <laughs> it's not. I, I mean, we kind of mentioned this before. It feels like. At this stage of my writing, I'm just getting fucking lazy and just wanting it to be over. <laughs> Much like I feel now. And it's just like, like there's, there's no great quest written that they have to go on to find this. You know, it's not like... It would have been cool if like, perhaps Chip's arc for the end of this season would have been he had to find something to protect MC's baby. Mm. That would have been a cool crossover mm. little thing. And then there's maybe Grant Maloney owns it or something like that and he has to like fight him to get it. Mm -hmm. That would have been cool. But no, it's just like, oh yeah, it's found it. It's next door. It's like in the jump shop we just happened to look in the window at. He doesn't know where it is. He just has this incredibly convenient explanation <sighs> of it. What else does it say? J.R. standing. Oh, right. Says that it was developed with a kind of magic that made it impervious to all types of threat, mystical and physical. It bounds with its host, granting them protection. That's got to be it! Jay rejoiced. Does it say where to find it? Chip inquired. Oh, God. Apparently it was lost at the turn of the Centauri. Yay! Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, some things never change. <laughs> the consistency of my shit spelling of Centauri is very comforting, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> like a warm blanket. <laughs> Apparently it was lost at the turn of the Centauri. Or rather, hidden away. Seems the warriors of the underworld were hellbound on dis... Oh, sorry, uh, Warriors of the Underworld just got me. <laughs> no, I understand. Don't worry, it's dumb. Apparently it was last at the turn of the Centauri, or rather, hidden away, since the Warriors of the Underworld were hell-bound on discovering its secrets and finding a way to penetrate it, that they nearly did. Wait, what? I'm confused now. So Is it because the wizard man... <laughs> the wizard baby? Yes, the wizard baby... Uh, his <laughs> enemies, who are warriors of the underworld, yeah. were trying to find a way to break through the protection, so he oh. hid it. it. But then don't you have no protection? Maybe I mean, and they nearly did, as in they nearly broke through the protection uh, spell of it. So it, so this amulet, which is impervious to all kinds of threats, physical and magical, was nearly penetrated by the, the warriors of the underworld. So it's not that impervious then. No, and I'm not sure who <laughs> hid it, whether it was the... Not the not the wizard. Wizard baby? Uh, wizard baby forging? I, oh, no. <laughs> what is going on? Chip took the book from Ridley and began to read. Jay looked over the ninja's shoulder and commented on the picture that accompanied the words. Doesn't look much. 
Just a small piece of metal. According to this, it can be clipped onto any part of the body and it's equally effective. Not that it's much use to us. The armour of Fern hasn't been seen in decades. Chip clamped the book shut. Jay sighed. He was tired. The excitement of finally finding the amulet had perked him up. However, the disappointment of seeing his hope drained away by just a few short sentences was a bit too much to take. Jay gathered up his jacket and went to leave. Where are you going? Chip quizzed him. I'm going to go get some sleep. I'm still jet lagged. But we're not done yet. You said it yourself. It's been lost of years. Then we'll find something else. There's about to be a few more of these doohickeys about. Face it, Chip. We're not going to find anything. It's hopeless. With that, Jay pulled the curtain back and exited the bookstore. Doohickeys? Ridley asked. Shut up, was Chip's response. Oh, poor Jay. I know. I feel like, you know, he's been a bit directionless the last couple of seasons, mm-hmm. in a way, and this felt like it was giving him real purpose to mm. go and find this amulet to help MC and Amy, mm. and to find out that it's just kind of a bit hopeless, it's kind mm. of, it's just really kicked him in the gut. I don't know, I feel like the amount of things that have been lost for centuries that they have conveniently found, <laughs> I mean, it's not... Again, I'm still hoping it's going to turn out as protected by Jason in some sort of mystical <laughs> mountain somewhere, hidden by Spanish monks, or the warriors of the underworld, whatever it is. To be fair, though, they don't have the, the magical exposition person, or the all-known like well, I mean, they kind of have the all-knowing library in the form of the bookshop. So, but yeah, they don't have an exposition person to come along and say you need to go here. Well, Ridley is Shinno Khan, mm, so true. maybe this true. is the one. <laughs> Does that mean Shinno Khan was beaten by a big teddy bear? Yes, the only weakness of the ninja. <laughs> Losing hope is the worst thing in the world, <laughs> except for going to hell for eternity. That's pretty much how I feel reading this. (laughs) Losing hope is the worst thing in the world. With hope, any situation seems possible to recover from, even if you don't know it at the time. Even if you're in a pit of despair, consumed by sorrow and pain, if you have that little something inside of you which attaches itself to your soul and tells you very gently that one day everything you're feeling will go away and you'll be yourself again, then you can carry on living or complete a task which may lay in front of you. It's beautiful. I'm going to have to get that written. I'm going to get that printed and stick it on the wall next to the live, laugh, life. I'm going to get it tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> In Arabic. <laughs> and when someone asked me what it means, I said, well, losing hope is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Jay was without hope right now. He had come such a long way to try and find something that would help the people he cared about most. And he had failed them. At least, that's how he felt. Jay realised that he couldn't help the fact the amulet had been lost years ago, but he had wanted to go back home with this item in hand and make everything be okay with him and his friends. They never spoke of it, but everyone could feel the tension rising between the group. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. What with the apocalypse and the move to London, plus a death in their ranks, the atmosphere had been spotty at best. (laughs) It was definitely not due to MC just cutting everyone out of his life. I like the idea that the death of Tifa has made the atmosphere a bit spotty. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Bit, bit awkward, isn't it? Oh, there's a chill in the air. <laughs> Must be my dead girlfriend. <laughs> or is it this baby I hate? Who knows? <laughs> She's the spot on the gang. <laughs> Walking into his cold, cheap hotel room. Jay dropped his keys on the bedside table and flopped down on the bed with the dirty sheets and crusty mattress. Are there actually hotels that are like that? Like, I've stayed in shit cheap hotels and they at least 
clean the sheets. I mean, this must be really cheap. <laughs> Jeff, they're probably paying Jay to stay there. <laughs> As he did, the phone on the bedside table rang, startling Jay. He answered cautiously. Hello? Mr. Belden, there's a call for you from an antique shop. Shall I put you through? The receptionist on the other end said. The receptionist sounds suspiciously posh for such a <laughs> run-down shit hotel. <laughs> oh, please. Jay responded. There was a small pause. Hello? Is this the gentleman who was in earlier looking for an amulet? A female voice asked. It was the store clerk from the antique shop. Yes, hello. I'm glad I found you, sir. I've spoke to the man who runs the shop and he said he might know someone who could help you. Anyways, to cut a long story short, Mr Maloney tracked time the items you required and we now have it in stock for you. Wow! Jay leaped up from his bed, a newfound sense of worth about him. That's terrific! It's like an ancient Argos. <laughs> We're out of stock, but we've restocked on those ancient protection amulets, and we've got one for you. You can click and collect. <laughs> if you can get here within the hour, I'd be happy to hang around for you to pick it up. Sure, thank you. Not a problem. I'll see you soon. Wait, how did you find... The phone clicked off before Jay had a chance to finish his question. But he wasn't that fussed. The jubilation came over him. He waves so much that he gave a little air guitar solo in the room. This this isn't the first time this has happened where Jay has just ran straight into an obvious trap. <laughs> there was that thing with like somebody sent him a, a pop up ad that was like, "Here is how to make millions of pounds instantly." Yes, yeah, I'm glad Jay has uh, grown as a person. <laughs> At least this time. Yeah. You know. You know. It's Losing plausible. hope is the worst thing in the world, it's MC. True, it's so true. he's in a pit of despair and sorrow and pain right now. Right. <laughs> uh, so you can almost think, you almost forgive him in a sense that someone's given him that sure, hope. Sure. And he doesn't know that the antiques store clerk who said they worked for Mr. Maloney was evil. Mm -hmm. You think he would have learned his lesson by now, but I think in a semi sort of way we can forgive no, him. No, I dig it, I yeah. dig it. Of course, yeah, the store clerk, I don't know if we mentioned that, works at the antique shop, mm. which is owned by Grant Maloney. Mm -hmm. He'd been a barman all his life, and Muck wouldn't have it any other way. We just get all these weird backstories for all these like secondary characters at the moment. <laughs> He'd started working as a 14-year-old good, back in the old days, just wiping tables down and collecting small tips. I assume you mean hood. Or, I thought I meant kid. I thought hood like, you know, hoodlum. I, pff, I, who knows, MC? Who <laughs> bloody knows at this point? Maybe he's a good demon. <laughs> Muck's not a demon! Yeah, <laughs> I was actually, I was, this is something I've considered before, actually, because it wasn't actually specified, right, whether he's a human or not, but he's in a demon bar, so I sort of vaguely assumed that he was some sort of demon. Huh. Well, just in the sense that he's never been able to fight back against Chip or anything like that. Yeah, just kind of but that goes for a lot of demons. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, I always pictured him as human, though. Mm. Interesting. Now he owned his own bar, and while his clientele wasn't what you usually expect, Mark had grown accustomed to the demon ways. Yeah, there you go. So he's grown accustomed to mm. demon ways, so yeah. They certainly drank a lot of beer. Mug groaned as he lifted a new crate of beer from the basement, dragging it to the lift that would carry up to the bar level. As he placed the barrel on the lift and pressed the on button, he noticed someone standing in the shadows. What are you doing down here? Jobson is upstairs. He'll serve you. I'm not after a drink. Cat replied, walking mm. towards Mock. Oh, really? Mock smiled. He brushed Cat's hair with his hand. And what did you want? He moved his face closer to Cat's. Like he just instantly assumes he's there for a quick chag. <laughs> he's a 
a sleazy barman, and he's just assuming like this really beautiful woman wants to have sex with him in his basement. She leant in close in response. Quickly, Cat brought her knee up into Mock's groin, doubling him over. Then swung both fists up, catching him with one big blow to the face, knocking him backwards. Now you're going to tell me everything you know. Cat moved forwards. Why is Mock getting beaten up again by one of the main characters? Uh, why does Mock serve them still? <laughs> well, he's been a barman all his life, MC, and he wouldn't have it any other way <laughs> since he was a 14-year-old good. <laughs> is Ridley going to beat him up next? Like oh, he's going to no. mutate and like destroy the bar. That's some sort of weird running gag. <laughs> And then Bentley will come in and just frame everyone for murder. <laughs> this is an interesting development with Kat, though, mm. because what is she doing this for? I guess she wants to know about Grant Maloney. Oh, of course, Because she's, yeah. she's hinted at some mysterious past with Grant Maloney. Yeah, and didn't, last week, didn't Mark say something about he knew of mm, him? Mm. Just ask him, Kat. Just ask him nicely. <laughs> Chuck him a tenner. He doesn't know how. <laughs> She is like Chip's apprentice, I guess, yeah. so... This is her being nice. <laughs> With the excitement still running through his body, Jay was able to run the distance from his hotel room to the antique shop. As he turned a corner onto the street where the shop was, he bumped into a large figure that knocked him off his feet, and Jay fell to the ground. In a hurry? Chip asked. He extended his hand to the grounded Jay, who declined. He helped himself up and replied, So, once again, Jay has coincidentally... <laughs> On the streets of New York, a gigantic city literally run into one of the other main characters. No, no, in all fairness, Chip is a stalker. <laughs> so he was probably just following Jay. <laughs> Very true. Might be. Was it you? We've got good news, Jay. Ridley replied. We've located the amulet. It's right here. Yeah, I know. Jay interrupted. Oh. There was a hint of disappointment in Ridley's voice. Who told you? The lady from the antique shop... Shop... <laughs> the lady from the antique shop phoned me a little while ago, said she had managed to track the amulet down. How did you guys find out? The old-fashioned way. Chip stated. We went through a bunch of dodgy characters in the underworld and threatened them with violence. Never fails. Ridley added. Explanation's over. That's not an explanation. That's like, it's been missing for decades. How did, where did they start? They just had a book that said were... it had been missing. Did they go to the underworld and beat up all the warriors? Did they go to some sort of hospital and beat up a load of babies until they found the one that was a wizard? What happened? What was the train of thought that led them here within the space of an hour? <sighs> yeah. This doesn't make a lot of sense, MC. Really? Explanations over, the three men walked the short distance to the antique shop. It looked closed from the outside, but after a few moments of peering through the window like a group of perverts at a hole in the wall of a female changing room, the shop clerk appeared and let them in. You're very lucky, she said as she trotted behind the counter and pulled out a small brown bag. I didn't even realise items like this existed. I'm very sorry if I was rude to you before. So she was like, magic items, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> then she looks through a catalogue and it's like, oh, M for magic items. I didn't see that. <sighs> That's fine. Jay replied, eyes on the bag. Is that it? He nodded towards it. The shop clerk smiled and unwrapped the bag in a tidy manner. She produced the contents. It appeared to be a large bracelet of some kind that would cover someone's entire wrist. It was dusty and it needed a good clean, with a brown strap wrapping around the centre. 
There were joints all over the amulet, which would suggest it could be opened and fitted to any shape. Any shape. Any shape. A baby shape. <laughs> These joints were covered in ancient-looking symbols. Although it was covered in dust, there was still a natural shine about it. Chip pulled the book out of his coat pocket, which he had purchased at Robin's bookstore. It was the book they had first read about the amulet in just a few... In just a few hours ago! <laughs> he looked at the picture, and then back at the amulet. Walking over to the counter, Chip picked it up and studied it hard against the photograph in the book. Definitely looks like the armour of Fern. He said, closing the book. How much? Jay beamed. Well, the store clerk replied. The man who owns this shop, Grant Maloney, Chip gave the clerk a suspicious look. Yes, he's never come across an item like this before either. And seeing as this seems like an urgent situation, he's offered it to you for free and just asked that if you ever require an antique of some sort, that you come back here. The store clerk smiled nicely. This isn't suspicious at all. <clears throat> the man who potentially bombed New York and released a deadly virus wants to give a magic amulet to someone for free? Mm. <laughs> what, yeah. what could be going on? <laughs> That's weird. It says trap on it. <laughs> it must be Latin for amulet. Jay extended his hand and the store clerk shook it. Thank you. You have no idea what this could mean to me and my friends. Before the three left, Chip leant over the counter and stared at the store clerk. Tell your boss that I might well be back to see him one day. And for his sake, I hope he's not the man I'm looking for. Okay, so... Okay, so hang on. <laughs> Just trying to pick this apart. So, the the owner of the antique store is A. Grant Maloney. Yeah. But they, they're not sure if... It's the... Yeah. Yeah. Even though they happen to found, find a magic amulet... Did Grant Maloney... Was there any magic... St there was magic stuff with the Ipswich terrorists. Yeah, they were super they powerful. Because they had superpowers. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm just a little bit confused. Because I thought Chip was going to be like, no, Jay, don't take it. Yes. But now he's like, well, we'll take it. But if it kills the baby, I'm coming back for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any justification. It's just fucking stupid. <sighs> when they got outside and were walking down the street, Ridley put his hand on Chip's arm, stopping their walk. Now, why did you go and threaten that nice lady, Chip, huh? Ridley asked. Or is it to do with those two words you've been muttering so much lately? Grant Maloney. Holding one, Chip replied. Or oh, Chip just turned into Alan Partridge, apparently. <laughs> Holding Back one. Back of the neck. <laughs> you really think that if, in fact, this man does exist and is the root, like a road root, <laughs> of, of all evil, as you so think... That he'd offer something so valuable over so easily to his enemies? Why not? He's probably got wind that I'm chasing his tail. And this is him trying to butter us up. Make with the niceties. Throw me off track. Yes, it's definitely that. And it's not that this amulet that looks oh, vaguely like God. a single picture that they found in a book is definitely the thing they're looking for. Like, this whole thing is dumb, but I really expected them to question it when they got yeah. outside. Like, maybe don't put that on the baby, Jay. Maybe it's yeah. not safe. <laughs> yeah. no, but then I was just like, why is he giving us this thing which just has nothing wrong with it? <laughs> You're one paranoid dude. Has there no one ever told you that? You're trying to bomb the city! <laughs> for fuck's sake, Ridley! There's a difference between paranoia and experienced instinct. Chip paused for a second. Hey, where did Jay go? Chip and Ridley scanned the area for a second. Looks like he decided to vermouth, bud. Guess I didn't really expect a thank you. Chip said. 
he's so put out. All I did was try and kill him and his friends and try and end the world, and he can't even thank me for giving him a potentially dangerous amulet that will kill a baby. Well, that's just great, isn't it? <laughs> it's not like Chip actually did much, other than <laughs> vaguely introduce Ridley. No, not even introduce Ridley. Tell Ridley about Jay. <laughs> that is literally it. Yeah. Jay found the antique shop where the store clerk was like, magic, do one, mate. Yeah. And then the store clerk phoned Jay later to say, no, actually, we're, I believe in it now. We've yeah. got it. Yeah. The exact thing that you need that's been missing for decades <laughs> that may come from a man that is really dangerous, we've got it. If Jay had literally stayed in his hotel room the whole time, <laughs> everything would have worked out the same. Yeah, yeah. The store clerk would have knocked on his door and be like, oh, by the way, we've never met, but <laughs> you, you want this, don't you? And Jay would be like, yeah, great, thanks. <sighs> yes, didn't really expect a thank you. Chip said, no, you didn't. Ridley replied. You didn't really want one either. You just wanted to prove that you're a good guy now. Chip looked at his New York friend and decided not to say anything in response. He knew Ridley had his little knack for reading people, and once he had you down, no amount of lying could convince him of otherwise. Instead, the pair continued their walk down the street, with Ridley suggesting their next destination to be the Demon Bar for a few celebratory drinks. How has Jay got away from a ninja so quickly? Yeah. Like, I know ninjas can disappear. Yeah. But, like, Chip yeah. is an expert stalker as well. <laughs> they literally had a very small conversation, and then, like, Jay's gone around the corner and, like, oh, well, we can't see him. He must be gone. He must be on a plane already. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. This has to be one of the worst episodes we've ever done, right? It's just dumb. It, like, the, we've had. We've had previous dumb things, but they've been over-the-top dumb. Yeah. Like demons that can't be killed by weapons or, or whatever. <laughs> like stupid, dumb fucking shit. This is just like, it's like you said, it's lazy. You just sort of stop giving a shit. Yeah. And it's like, whatever, that'll do. Yeah. There's the amulet. Oh, it's lost. Oh, no, they found it. You've got it. Bye. End. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. The padlocks on the front door of the antique shop were locked tight. The store clerk walked back towards the counter. Well done, Marie. A man's voice said from behind the curtain. You did well tonight. Thank you, Mr. Maloney. <gasps> Ooh. Who would have thought? <laughs> he was stood behind the curtain the entire time, just watching. <laughs> oh, isn't that what happened with um, Hirato and uh, Mr. Johnson? They oh, just they're just behind behind the curtain. curtain yeah. in the shrine. In this universe, curtains just conceal all. <laughs> I like to think in the background you can just see their feet and they're just peering through a gap, but it's just like they've got it pulled right open so you can see their face sticking out. Uh, thank you, Mr. Maloney. He stepped out from behind the curtain and onto the shop floor. The shadows hid his face at first, but as he moved forwards, he stepped into the dim light being provided by the street light outside. He was an average-sized man, wearing a not-very-expensive suit. <laughs> Did it cost six Use months salary? for it? Yeah. But what, how does it compare to wallpaper? <laughs> his face hadn't been shaved in about two days, but his stubble didn't look out of place. His hair was combed over with a slight hint of hair gel. His age wasn't obvious, although he was a young-looking male in his late thirties who still retained some boyish good looks despite being rather plain-looking. Grant Maloney smiled as he leant back on the counter. Don't forget, Marie, I always reward people who work for me with a bonus, so look out for your next wage package. Marie, the store clerk, smiled. She picked up a broom and started to sweep the floor. What was the amulet, sir? Marie asked. The armour of fern. Mystical artefact. I won't bore you with the particulars, but it's quite rare. It contains a great magic to protect any living thing that wears it. 
At least it did before I was able to break that magic and replace it with a curse. Oh, what a fucking surprise! What? Evil he wasn't just Grant Maloney has replaced a protection spell. The <laughs> the amulet that could protect anyone from everything has been hacked just easily, just like that, by some dude called Grant Maloney. I thought it was all going to be fine. I thought that was going to be the end of that arc. Jay goes home, gives the amulet to Amy. Everything's fine. You know, there was a part of me that, as stupid as this was, that Mm. thought that maybe, yeah, Grant Maloney was just playing mind games or something and did actually just hand over the amulet and that maybe he had something over Chip and was like, no, I'm a nice guy, I Mm. did this. But Mm. no, he's he's fucking cursed that he's broken this thing which was meant to be all-powerful. Just just like that. It's just just done. There was a hint earlier that the Warriors of the Underworld <gasps> could break the amulet's protection or whatever. Yeah, the impervious item. The MacGuffin that was meant to be super powerful that it could protect anything like an angel. Just, just for no reason can be broken. This is what happens when you get a wizard baby to make stuff. <laughs> <sighs> Maloney smiled at Marie, who smiled back. What say we forget that sweeping for now and go grab some Chinese food? Oh, yay. Well, all the bullshit aside, we've met Grant Maloney. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm trying to set him up as a very ordinary sort of person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, feels kind of similar to the December form. Yeah. Like, just an ordinary dude with yeah. a business. Like, he's not a post office manager. He's not that high up. But <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar to what's going on. That's Maybe true. there'll be something more. We don't know much about him. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And he clearly does know mystical things and uses mystical magics and yeah. stuff because he's put a curse on the amulet. Yeah. So... That's a slight difference. Yeah, but I mean, even the the December former are like, we don't use magic, except when we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, it was, we don't use magic to end the world. Yeah, true. But everything true. else, <laughs> the, all the small print, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the airport was crowded, even in this early hour of the morning. Jay stepped out of the taxi cab with his small amount of luggage, which now included a piece of hand luggage in the form of a small brown bag, and headed for the entrance. He stopped before he reached it and gulped. His Adam's apple bobbing up and down like a bouncy ball. <laughs> I know what a gulp... Look, people know what a gulp is, dude, all right? It's fine. <laughs> Bad memories? Chip asked, appearing next to him. Good old stalking. <laughs> I saw you standing by the newspaper stand. Jay replied, unstartled. I know you did. I just wanted to see if you'd walked straight in or if the memories of a certain pirate trip were still there. Jay sighed. <sighs> okay, yes. I'm still frightened of airports. Happy now? You'll be okay. I'll be on the lookout for portals. Why did you really come here, Chip? Jay turned to face the ninja. Is it because I didn't say thanks for your help? No, no, I I didn't want to thank you. (laughs) 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 Alright, I'll do the delivery in a way I think I did it. Maybe a small gift. (laughs) A thank you card. (laughs) Your undying gratitude. Yeah, it's just something like that. No, no, I don't want to thank you, as some people have pointed out to me. I heard what Ridley said last night. I didn't walk off. I just realised I was walking in the wrong direction and didn't want to turn back. So I hid behind a dustbin. <laughs> a skip. What, what if it was a demon in disguise? It could be yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even know if that's funny or a good explanation of it's just shit at this point. Maybe it's all three. I don't know. <laughs> Chip smiled. But that's beside the point. What I'm trying to say is... Thanks for your help. Chip, getting the message, lost his smile, but nodded graciously. Wait, what message? Chip, uh, Jay thanked him. So, but Chip didn't want to thank you. 
<laughs> so he lost his smile, but nodded graciously. Like, what does that mean? Chip, getting the message, lost his smile, but nodded graciously. See you around, Jay. The two parted ways, with Jay heading into the airport. Just before he entered, Chip called out to him. Say hey to the gang for me. Jay nodded back and entered the airport. Chip turned on his heels, buried his hands into his coat pocket to shield them from the cold air, and looked back one more time as a little bit of the past left his present. And that's the end of Stranger Part 2. Oh, what do we think of that episode, MC? It was so good and it all made sense. (laughs) All the motivations and actions were really believable. (laughs) Wow, that was a tapestry of bullshit, wasn't it? (laughs) It was so stupid. God. Well, let's just forget it all and focus on the broad strokes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Good good plan. Okay. Jay was successful in his mission in getting the Amulet of Fern, which is now cursed, apparently. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's got that. Yeah. There's a curse on it. Yeah. So he's going to... I guess that's a kind of an interesting point. It's like a, an enemy from Chip has brought a curse into Tamora Gason. And is it that Grant Maloney knows about... Um, what's her face? Amy? I forgot the name of my daughter. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah that, I guess that's a wrinkle that's semi-interesting. Or is, it, or is it just a fuck you to Chip? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's more interesting if he does know about that and kind of knows a bit more about the mm-hmm. mystical world or mm. something about what's going on. So, you know, look out for that in Tomorrow Gason when that pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've met Grant Maloney, who we think is probably going to be the big bad. Mm-hmm. Don't know a lot about him, but mm-hmm. he likes Chinese food, owns an antique shop. Yeah. Can break, Damn him! <laughs> can break impenetrable amulets. Uh-huh, yes, uh-huh. and Chip got a little bit of closure about his A little past, bit, yeah, 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 a little bit. And also Jay, in a way, in that, mm. you know, Jay, uh, I think we said before that Jay had possibly the least amount of trauma from his interactions with Evil Chip. Yeah, yeah, just about. But, uh, you know, this is uh, possibly a healing moment for Jay there's I definitely guess. something cathartic about yeah. about the interaction for the both of them I yeah. think you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Chip can like he's well in theory helped Amy again yeah. helped the gang a little bit yeah. again has maybe shown Jay that he is trying to better himself a little bit yeah. and Jay has seen that and maybe can understand that Chip is trying to put the evilness behind him and yeah. Yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, do yeah. things and stuff and did try and help him Yeah. so there's a little bit there which is quite nice and also uh, we have yet another vague hint about Kat's mysterious past. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. I don't know how to... <laughs> All I can say is that she's clearly very fucked up from something that's happened to her. Yeah. She has some attachment to Grant Maloney. Yeah. And that has come out in very violent ways. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if you've got any theories about all the bullshit that went on in this episode, did you know there's numerous ways in which you can get in touch? You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash howiripptoffpodcast. And we're on Twitter at howiripptoff. And you can find our entire back catalogue for some reason on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, <laughs> iTunes and YouTube. And if you want to tell us how to break an impenetrable amulet <laughs> and curse it so a baby gets whatever the curse does, <laughs> do so in the form of a review or just leave a review for the podcast. Do that instead. Ignore the amulet thing. That's stupid. Ignore that. I mean, I feel bad asking for a rating review based on this episode alone. Yeah, true. Um, but we say that a lot. Yeah. I feel like every other episode is like... Every time I always regret this sort of like, hey, leave us a rating review, but also please don't. But actually, please do, because it does... Lie. <laughs> yeah. Say what is good. <laughs> Lie to inflict this amount of bullshit on someone you hate. 
<laughs> Better than a cursed amulet. <laughs> this podcast is a cursed amulet. <laughs> 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 <laughs>